What Radio, the music you want. With your host, Steve Dan. Death by Stereo. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time at RadioWhat.com. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? Yeah, you know you're going to go to DJLittleRock.com, check availability, and get a free price quote. It's easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. (laughs) Maybe you can have me at your event playing for you. Yes, you know I like to play for the people. Today on the program, excitement. Penin Bray will be on the program today. Uh, I, I found him on Instagram, and he's a musician but he's also done movies. So I'm kind of excited to find out how he melded both of those things because it's very rare that a musician also does film, also becomes a filmmaker. So he's a, a screenwriter and a musician and a filmmaker. And and let's find out what else Penn and Bray does. I'm kind of stoked about that. He's up there in the, in the Vancouver area of Canada, I think. At least that's what I saw on his Instagram. So I'm kind of stoked about that. You got that to look forward to in the next few minutes. Let me tell you about the shows that I got this week. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, I have, oh, I'm at the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas for the family-friendly video dance party, karaoke jam. Yes, they have great barbecue. Yes, they have frosty beverages for the parents. You know, you don't have to, you, you can drink a little a little something, uh, you know, while the kids have fun with yours truly, uh, singing some songs. And, you know, if the, the mood hits you, you could sing a song as well. You're the star of the show, the video dance party karaoke jam at the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas. Be there. That starts at 6 o'clock and it ends at 9. Yeah, it's a good time. And then on Friday night, oh yeah, Friday night, I'm at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Rab, spelled backwards, it's bar. Oh, okay, Conway is in a dry county, but they have a club at the Rab, so you can go and hit some drinks, but they're not allowed to call it a bar, so they spelled it backwards, Rab, so if you look at it in your rearview mirror, it says bar. You see how smart they are at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas? They have a full bar, they have a kitchen, and they have so many pool tables now. They've added pool tables so there was a a little little bit of a of a a, an idea an inkling that that maybe there wouldn't be any karaoke possibly there wouldn't be a a need for it it's possible you know they're going to add some pool tables and some shuffleboard and some pong and make it really fun at the rab you know but i've been at the rab for uh fridays on friday nights for the most part for the last couple of years and on and off for the last eight or nine years if i'm not mistaken so yes uh they thought about canceling the karaoke but due to popular demand the people said no no we want keys dan at the rab in conway and i'm do you know how humbled i am how good i felt when you the people the people of the rab the 
the patrons of the Rab said, yeah, Keys Dan's the only reason we go. We go to do the karaoke and listen to the music and do the dancing. So we won't go unless Keys Dan there. But, you know, they do have a, a, a tournament, pool tournaments, a few times a week. So, yes, the Rab is a great place to play pool. Uh, yes, do it. And they have a lot of fun. At the, you know, I wish I knew how to play pool. And I wish I had a day to where I could be in the tournament. But whenever I go to the Rab, I feel like I want to play music. So, yes. Uh, uh, but they, they have a pool tournament. So if you want to make some money or try to make some money on a Friday night while you're uh, doing some dancing and singing some songs, do it. Check out the pool tournament. They have more pool tables. From what I understand, they've added four pool tables. So it's got to be 10 or 12 pool tables in toto. So check that out. The Rab in Conway, Arkansas. That starts at 8 o'clock and it goes until, well, close to 2 in the am. So come out and play with us at the Rab. All right. I think I've rattled your ear off enough. It's time to talk to Penn and Bray. Calling Penn and Bray now. Hi, Penn and Bray, please. Hey, Dan. How are you doing? Hey, you got it. It's Keys Dan from the What Makes You Famous podcast. How's your day? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not too bad. How about you? Oh, man. I've, I've had such a good day. I've been driving around yeah. all day long, just meeting people yeah. and finding yeah. out more about them. And that's what I want to do yeah. with you, Penn and Bray. Find out more about right. you all the way up there okay. in Vancouver. Is that where you're at right now? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, how about that? That's true. So tell that's, the people uh, a little bit uh, about you, uh, Penn and Bray. Well, I'm a, I'm a musician and um, a filmmaker. And, um, yeah, we're just about to release our, our second feature film. And my uh, there'll be a, an album or a soundtrack that goes along with it. So are you doing it all? Are you you're doing okay, I'm likening you to uh Robert Rodriguez for uh, because he he does his his films the you know the Spy Kids and the and the El Mariachi films where he'll score mm-hmm. his own films. He really does yeah, them yeah. all by himself. Is that what you're doing for the most part? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I um I had some 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 music and uh I had done a lot of music videos before, right? And uh, you know, I guess um, after so many music videos, you know, you get you get bored of telling the story in three minutes. You know, you want to you want to try to develop or you know exercise something a little bit more. So, um, on the first film uh, that we did was uh, called The Astronaut, right? That's so spelled uh, N O T at the end. Yes. Yeah, because he wanted to become an astronaut, but he was unable to. And Astro then we were able not, to. I see, where, I see where you went with that a little pun. Yeah, yeah, it was a good little play on words. And then, um, so the instead of doing a music video, that um, you kind of get more bang for your buck in a way because uh, you can co-promote each project, and uh, 
you, know, you can enter the film and film festivals and, um, and try your luck there. And, and, uh, and that, that, you know, can also co-promote the music. So, um, yeah, it just, it, it's, um, sort of a more recent thing. I'm just, uh, trying to pursue as this, this is just, uh, our, our second film. Yeah. Uh, Penn and Bray, it's a very rare thing when uh, someone develops a talent in both music and film, uh, you know, which, which talent developed first, uh, which, which one have you been doing the longest? Well, I've been, I've been doing music since I was a, a little kid, but, um, but with the filmmaking portion, I, I love, uh, screenwriting. I, I don't know how to work camera. I don't know how to film anything myself, but, um, I like to r- write the story and then co-produce the, the, the picture afterwards. So right. I wish I had some type of skill with the, with the camera, but, uh, I don't know how to even turn one of those on unfortunately <laughs> well i mean do you have a <laughs> do you have a uh, smartphone in your pocket well sure yeah of course i got that but um sure everyone's got nothing a more sophisticated <laughs> you can yeah. take a selfie you can put it on instagram you, you you get the general gist of how to work a camera i get it but what yeah, you, yeah, yeah but what you're doing is you're hiring people that are smarter than you in that area and you're, they're helping you make this film or these films because you've done more than one. That's for sure. Uh, okay, so yeah. take me back uh, to Penn and Bray in the early days. Uh, were you always in Vancouver? Uh, well, I grew up in the Toronto area and then uh, moved out to the West Coast, and um, and and yeah, and then released my first album uh, ten years ago, and. Um, uh, next September, we're gonna I'm gonna release the fifth album. Fifth album. And, and, and you said yeah. you you released the first one. How long ago? Well, it was ten years ago. Ten years. And, so um, in ten years, you've done five albums. That's pretty good. <laughs> how, how yeah. Many, how many songs do you have in your catalog? Um. Well, I guess there's about sixty or. 60 some odd songs right now but uh yeah i'd like to get that a bit higher and then <laughs> for well, well and then with this uh this this upcoming film right that, that we're just releasing there'll be a another like an album that goes with it instead well i'm already impressed with you uh pen and bray uh pen and bray uh because um, you've you've done 60 songs produced songs yeah this is amazing you, to you, me uh, well, some people don't get one song. Well, thanks. Well, you, you haven't heard or seen it. You know, you might not like it. Oh no, I'm, I'm <laughs> looking. I've, I've stalked your YouTube. Uh, I'm very impressed with oh, your music. Thanks. You know, so oh, it's it, it's got that that good feel, man. It, it feels a little a little uh, a little vintage, a little um, well, it's like a throwback, I guess, w- with your music, man. Oh. Uh, it, well, I, that's really great to hear. I appreciate that means a lot because, uh, yeah, musically, I, I, I haven't, uh, I kind of stopped listening, um, past the 1990s. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I really love, um, fifties rock with, okay. with, you know, Buddy Holly and Richie Valens and the, the origin of it all and Chuck Berry and, and then the sixties with the, with the Stones and the Beatles and, 70s with the Eagles and Elton John. Uh, I love that type of music with 
comprehensive albums that you can put an album and listen to it from song one to 10 or 12. Yeah. It feels like a body of work. Yes. I remember so, when I was working for a classic rock station, it was always, uh, so if I had to get up and go do something, uh, for exa- example, go to the lavatory or make myself a sandwich yeah. while I was doing a, a, a show at night, I would put a nice long album side on. And with those classic records, you could do that because every song was a hit. If you grab Fleetwood Mac's, uh, uh, oh. you know, uh, tusk the rumors album. rumors oh if you put rumors on you could throw that whole thing on no problem done uh you know yeah. you get uh, uh pink floyd's uh, dark side of the moon yeah throw it on or, or yeah. even the wall but uh yeah there are perfect albums yeah. out there that you could just put them on and listen to every song and and if you're attempting yeah. to to match that 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 is lofty very lofty goal and i think uh, i think you can do it man you put your mind to it ben and bray well i i think those artists are are the they're they're the people to to try and emulate you know um mm-hmm. it was uh the, the crafting was a bit different then sure and um sure so i i i want to stay true to that i i uh, uh that's um yeah, releasing the yeah, I, I like the album. I like that concept. Right. Um, trying to make a uh, a full body of work. So. So how did um, you get a hold of these records uh, growing up? Uh, how how old are you right now? Well, I don't want to say that. that <laughs> it's a bit. I'm fifty it's years old. But, uh, I have no problem saying I'm fifty years old. Class of '86 wow. rules, and I agree. Uh, a lot of the music that was made after 1990, it it, um, it kind of fell apart. I think you're. You, I'm in full agreement there. Um, the golden age of rock. Yeah. You mentioned the '50s. You mentioned two out of the three that uh, unfortunately passed on the day the music died uh, with Richie Valens right. and. And, uh, right. and Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. I mean, and yes, in mm-hmm. their young lives, they made, they burned out so quickly, you know, and and, yeah, and that's what yeah. happens when when you were living like they were living, and you know, it was unfortunate with the airplane and such, but but other it artists, was a different time, right, right. Uh, but yeah. okay, yeah. so all right, uh, I'm trying to get a in the in the eighties in the eighties also, like as you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in the eighties also, and okay. I love, you know. I'm getting and a little that, bit of that, a grasp that, of how old you are, Ben and Bray. If you grew up in the that, '80s, that, yeah, that's how old I am. Let's call that a figure. There. And uh, the um, the the uh, yeah, I mean, you know how how I mean, what a wonderful um, you know array of music you know is throughout that decade, and it's so you know you can listen, you can when you hear something from the '70s, you know it's from the '70s, right. the '60s, '50s, in the '80s. Right. In the '90s, somewhat, you know, with the Chili Peppers or Nirvana. Sure. Um, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, there's a real nostalgia kick, obviously, right now at the '80s, and um, and yeah, just such wonderful personalities and uh, and music of that of that decade, also. Yeah, Penn and Bray. I mean, I think with the millennium, when it first turned, it seemed like like artists were trying to find a new niche, a new path, and they just couldn't grab mm-hmm. grab it. And now with the 2010s, okay, we're, we're nearing the close of the 2010s, and I think they're finally starting to grab a hold of something that was that was older, that was pure, heading in the same direction that, that you're in, Penn and Bray. 
You know, I I agree with you. I've seen a lot of kids that are 14 to 18 that have totally skipped what's been going on the last 20 years. Right. And they're just, they're they're practicing guitar to ACDC, to they're listening to the Beatles and and Zeppelin. And, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I've... uh, I've sort of become aware of that also. I, I, I admit to not being very educated in the last 20 years. Like, <laughs> but, 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 but if you, if you ask me like what, yeah, I can't think of what, how I would describe the sound of the two thousands or the tw- or the decade of 2010. I, eh, cold play no, and not much I, else. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, yeah, there's Pitbull. I guess he he came out in the in the mid to late two uh, thousands and and that kind of music mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, with the black eyed peas and and, um, and mm-hmm. then Coldplay two thousand eight when they came right, up with right. that Viva Viva La Vida that one just blew me mm-hmm. away with their with mm-hmm. the church bells mm-hmm. and uh, yeah mm-hmm. it, it you know that mm-hmm. type of of trying to to break through trying to break out of what everyone mm-hmm. else is doing. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, that's I like true. That. I appreciate that. So, all right, growing yeah. up in the eighties, and, and and whenever I DJ a party, and they don't tell me where to start, I start in the eighties because it's very diverse. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you got mm-hmm. the hair bands, mm-hmm. you got the electronica, <laughs> the techno, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, where? Okay, where did you get the older stuff? Is that your, your parents' influence? Uh, yeah. And then, um, uh, when I moved out from, uh, Toronto to Vancouver at that time, there was a lot of classic rock stations mm. in the city and I was working in a beer store uh-huh. in the stock room and like in the, yeah. And I would put the radio on and it was just like, uh, a, a really stimulating experience. You know, like I was getting so educated. Um, you know, at, at that time I wasn't, I really didn't know the Rolling Stones catalog, but yes. these radio stations were so good, um, that, uh, um, I, you know, month after month after month, I, I was just listening, you know, six, seven hours a day. And, uh, uh, I felt like, uh, I was kind of born again, you know, or like a kid in a candy store. I was, I was getting all this knowledge. Sure. Um, my, my favorite part of being a DJ on the radio was when I can give somebody a little tidbit, a little a little information about the song that was being played. Uh, maybe in 1969, yeah. the Rolling Stones were at Altamont doing this, and right. when they came up with this right. idea for that song, you know, yes. And I'm sure you were getting such an education listening to the radio so long. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, I mean, that was also still the time of CDs, so, you know, I head down to the record store and, uh, and spend my money there, and, um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I, that was, um, yeah, that, those radio stations, it was just a wonderful era in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Um, there was three, three classic rock radio stations <laughs> that seemed to be the major players of the market at that time. The right. city was a real, that seemed to be the dominant um, airwave. So it was, uh, you know, it was great to, to, to listen and learn from. And you're saying this was the 80s when you were doing this? 
this was uh, late 80s, early 90s. Late 80s, early 90s. You're already out of school. Uh, did you Did you yeah. ever get to college? I did. I did. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I'm glad I... I went, uh, I just uh, handed in my assignments and, and uh, did what was needed to, to do. What was your um, course of study? Or whatever. Uh, it, it was music, but oh. um, I, wasn't, I wasn't much into classical music, so uh, um, I did a very odd uh, musical history Bachelor of Arts. Yeah. So that was a very obscure degree. Yeah, it's kind of um, tough to do, Ben and Bray. If it, you got to learn the classics, and and some of those teachers will hammer that into you. They they won't let you get away with with, with anything less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was just it it was um, uh, uh just uh, I don't use much of it now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's like math, you know. I'll never use this again. Uh, but uh, but then you know you count change. Yes, people use math here and there. Uh, but uh, certainly, you know, the musical theory, you feel like you don't use it, but you do. It's in the mm-hmm. back of your head somewhere. Uh, so it's good well, that you had true. that musical education. And you say you, from the early age, you had a musical education from your parents. Uh, were they into the music industry or, or entertainment as well? Uh, oh, no, not at all. But my uh, my father was uh, a huge Eagles fan yeah. and still is. And um, and uh, just uh, just getting all that um just getting that education i mean i mean you can you can probably figure out and pinpoint you know the the late 70s you've got you got the age, end of the disco era with bgs and and whatnot and uh oh, yeah. so you're soaking up that and uh you you uh it's um yeah it's just all these wonderful eras of of, of music but i just had uh you know, you do the piano lessons uh, weekly and things like that. But you know, it's so important. I think if you're if you're a kid, you know, or if you have kids and they're five or six years old, you know, just to put them in front of some type of instrument mm-hmm. uh, because that 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 age, you know, between five and ten, it's just uh, um, you know, it's no secret. It's it's the time when um, things come easiest oh, when yeah. you lay that foundation down. So. They're sponges. Um, yeah, I'm really. They, they'll soak everything up. Whatever you, whatever you put in front of them, and whatever sticks, yeah. that, that's what they're going to love. And, and, and yeah, you got to give them yeah. all the tools that you can. And so, or yeah. uh, okay, I, I feel like I'd get along with your dad. One of my three uh, eight track tapes was the Eagles' greatest hits, and I played that over and over and over. I had an eight track player yeah. in, my, in my bedroom growing up, and I played mm. that. Oh, good one. That's another album that you can play front to back. But, of course, it's their greatest hits album. So, you know, how can you go wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that that just never gets, that never gets dull, that album. It's just, it's it's very rich, you know. Oh. <laughs> and it's uh, hard to describe. Okay. So your your dad was not in the music industry. What what kind of work did he do? No. Uh, he He's a... Um, uh, a biologist oh, and smart. um yeah yeah so uh um uh, yeah but they it was, you know there's always music playing um he's still around so, still doing that yeah uh he's retired now oh my and, uh, so what do you think about you getting into the uh music industry into the entertainment well you know naturally you know naturally as parents would be you know they had some concern just because uh 
you know, the entertainment business is, is, is unpredictable. And, uh, um, in, you know, it's, um, there's not like, a you do this and then you graduate to the next step. Right. And, you know, like there's, there's not a, there's not a, a guidebook, no, <laughs> so I, to speak. Yeah, I mean, there are certain breath. things you do. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so there, uh, yeah, of course they had some concern that, um, <laughs> But uh, thankfully, they're uh, they're rooting for me, so that's 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 all that's important. That's excellent. So, Penn and Bray, I, I tell people the entertainment business: the money can be good, but the work is not steady. You got to hustle, and it seems like yeah, you're, yeah, you're working yeah. hard for it, man. So, all right, the music was yeah. the first thing that you did. What was the first instrument you picked up? Well, piano was first, and uh, and then guitar and harmonica, oh, and. Um, okay. And just and those three things. Are those so, your three uh, main go tos? Yeah, they are. They are. And um recently, um yeah, Keith Richards is uh is my big idol. And uh he plays kind of a interesting tuning called open G tuning, yeah. which is a, a five string tuning and you can only play those songs like uh, Start Me Up and um and brown sugar and oh my whatnot. goodness tattoo you with i overplayed yeah, that uh, album that was the first track uh, on that album and uh, yeah i had yeah. to buy that three times <laughs> i played it so uh, much man and then i finally yeah. got the cd of it and and okay now i'm fine i can play this now <laughs> start me up man yeah that is a luscious album oh for sure uh, yeah i i uh yeah, I love that that whole album from song one to twelve. Oh, you, know? you got it right. You got it right, man. <laughs> so okay, I'm getting yeah, your influences. Oh, go ahead, continue. Yeah. Oh no, I was just gonna say he plays open G. So recently, I I, I really wanted to to work within that tuning, and uh, so on the the album that's going to accompany the next soundtrack, that's all going to be open G tuning. So I'm. Sort okay. of my yeah, uh, so I'm really excited about that. Pen and Bray, I have three guitars. I do not know how to play them. I think I can play a, mm-hmm. a few power chords, maybe a, a blues chord yeah. of some kind. You know, I, I tried to learn a while back, yeah. but you got to explain what's an open G. I know there's six strings on a guitar usually, but you say it's a five yeah. string. Well, how, how does how does that work out? Well, Keith Richards says all you need is five strings, <laughs> three three chords two hands and one idiot to play it. So that's the, I, ch- I check all those boxes. And uh, so what you do is you, 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 you take the fat string, the, the, like the bottom string, the right. low string. Okay. You take, you take that off. Just gone. And then, Five strings only. Yeah. It's, it's gone. Yeah. And then you, you, you keep string two, three, four, the same. Yes. And that's GBD. Right. Um, but you then you tune the high string down from E to D, and you tune the that fifth string down from A to G. Wow! So the t- the tuning becomes G D G B D, and it's actually it's a it's a very it's a really simple tuning to play in. I, I recommend you try it with one of your three guitars. <laughs> experiment experiment with experiment with with that with one. It's very satisfying. And you'd be surprised because um, all of a sudden uh, a bar chord, you know, when you're stretching your hand across the, the fretboard, uh-huh. it's just 
it's just your index finger that, that forms that chord. So it's, it's that much easier without that simpler. bottom string. Yeah, like that, that string's gone, and, it's, and the tuning allows for very simple finger work. You get it out of your so way. It, yeah, it's a, it's a very nice tuning. It's a very compact um, tuning, and, um, you know, you can only play songs like Start Me Up, for example, in that tuning. You know, you, you can try those chords on standard tuning, and you can play them, right? but it won't sound the same. It doesn't, uh, the, the, the alignments of the notes don't, aren't coming off the same, so. Wow, it's, uh, it's a very enjoyable tuning. It's a it's a great tu- um, tuning for blues music also. Okay, um, okay. So, so not just start very, start me up. And I know the blues were very uh, influential to the Stones. They 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 yeah. sang a lot of blues in their early days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. I mean, all all those yeah those sixties musicians. Uh, um, they they knew those that generation of. Of Lightning Hopkins and uh, yeah. Sunhouse and Muddy Waters and BB King and everyone and they uh, yeah they 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 paid tribute to them. You know, um, every time you said yeah. a name, I thought about a few chords of the of the actual uh, artist playing in my head. It, it's so amazing <laughs> that all you have to do is say BB King or Muddy Waters. Yeah. You can hear a few notes, you know, off of Lucille just playing in your head. Yeah. You know, and ah. Oh. So amazing yeah. what music can do to you, do for you as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. Eh? It's a, uh, but but yet you, I don't know if it's measurable. You know, like you, you hear a song now that it takes you back to when you were fourteen years old, and yes. uh, your whole cellular cellular structure changes. You oh. know, like I don't know how you measure what what does that do to your health or your your spirit or whatever. But it's um, it's yeah, it's very profound. Oh, there has to be music that's good for your soul. I know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. after I, I, I finished DJing a party, and I, I'll DJ a party for, for whoever, you know, for, and whatever type of music yeah. they want. If they want speed metal and rap, I'll play it all night long. But sometimes, <laughs> you know, you, you got to cool down. You got to, you, you, I, I either okay. get into the car and play nothing or, you know, yeah. find myself that blues riff, that, that cool down song. That just makes you feel good, yeah. man. And Pen and Bray, yeah. you know, uh, your music's, you know, it, it can make you feel good too, man. And, and you're striving to make that music mm-hmm. for the people, and that 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 means a lot, man. You're you're a creator. You, you are making that content. Well, hopefully, some people might like it. I know on this um, <laughs> on this album for this for this soundtrack the, yes. for the astronaut, we're able to. Um, through a friend of a friend, get um, Steve Ferroni, who's um, who, who played with uh, um, Eric Clapton on the Twenty One Nights at the Royal Albert Hall. I knew that name sounded familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Tom Petty and Heartbreakers too, right? Yeah, he was the drummer for. I can't uh, recall how many years off the top of my head, but but. Um, for uh, for a lot of years with I'm with, looking with him up the, right now. Tom there Petty he is. Heartbreakers. Tom Petty, Duran you know Duran. Yeah, yeah. Um You're touching greatness there, yeah. man. Yeah, and, and then we got um Gary Gary Beers, who's the bass player for um In Excess. I mean another um mega mega legend from from the eighties. Uh yeah. to to 
play on the rhythm to round out the rhythm section with with Steve Ferroni. So yeah. on um, the two lead singles of um, the Astronaut, which are Walk with Me and uh, and Crashland, um, yeah, it was we were really 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 fortunate to have uh, these two guys, you know. Um, How play on that? Did you get them up to us to <laughs> to, uh, to Vancouver, or did they send their tracks in from wherever they are? Yeah, well, both of those um, guys are in Los Angeles. Okay, and, um, I know so, one's uh, from Australia, and and yeah, definitely. Well, I, I yeah, I think he's. Uh, um, I, I think I think he's relocated now, <laughs> so to uh, to Southern California, so. Um, yeah, we, we, um, through my, through my friends, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, Eric Alexandrakis, who's, uh, who's yes. a, uh, a musician and, uh, um, uh, in the States, uh, in composer, um, yeah, he was kind enough to, to make this possible because myself on my own, um, uh, I wouldn't have been able to you know, reach these guys. So we, we showed them the music and, we, you know, we said, are you, are you interested in it? And, and thankfully they said, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll give it a go. Sounds all right. So that was a real, uh, probably the musical highlight for me was to have, uh, um, you know, have, have a chance to have these guys <laughs> playing a song, you know, yeah. I, I say it, but it's, it's, uh, you kind of hard have to pinch yourself. Yeah, were you starstruck? Pen and break. Unbelievable. Uh, were you starstruck? Were you starstruck? Because I would have been fanboy. Uh, I yeah yeah. Now um, I I spoke. I didn't make it down to L.A. Eric okay. was in the session. Yes. Um, you know when you're uh, independent uh, musician, you you uh, it's hard to get around. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, uh, so, uh, but I, I I spoke with Steve on the phone and. Uh, I saw a video of the sessions and, uh, um, yeah, um, in a way it, 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 um, yeah, I would have loved to been, been there, but it was, it was kind of neat state. Steve created an arrangement on a walk with me, which, uh, which I would have never thought of. So, um, it was, uh, it was, it was quite original and it gave the song a real kick. So Penn and Bray, you wrote this music and then you sent it, sent a copy over to LA and then uh, uh, you had um, you had Steve Ferroni uh, lay down the backbeat. You had Gary Gary yep. uh, uh, do the yep. do the bass, and then you played the lead right. on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, first uh, we recorded everything up in Vancouver, so all the guitars and and um, keyboards and vocals, everything was done. And um, we actually did bass and, and drums up here. Okay. And then, um, and then Eric. Uh, Alex and Drakus gave me, you know, uh, some advice about, about, um, uh, you know, it might be, uh, it, it might be good for, for, uh, you know, for the album to, to have, uh, you know, to have a couple of uh, big names like this. Um, you know, would you like the, the chance to record with them? And sure. uh, so, yeah, there was 11 tracks on the song on the, on the album. But and to, but to be them. clear, they recorded their parts in L.A., right? Yeah, yeah. That's oh, right. the internet is yep. amazing. You don't even have to meet it, the people that you're on the album, but they they can yeah. contribute from wherever they are. I, I, I talked to a, a gentleman, yeah. a, a guitarist in Australia, and he 
put yeah. a uh, an album together with a, a gentleman from Germany and another one from the Middle East. He's never met them in person. <laughs> he's Skyped with them. He's talked yeah. to them on the phone, but he's come up with this amazing album. And this is exactly what you did, uh, uh, Penn and Bray. Yeah. You did the same thing. Yeah, man. yeah. You're connected. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. By the internet, by the by this World Wide Web mm-hmm. that we're, we're in. See, that's a good way that you can use the World Wide Web, kids. You don't have to, yeah. to uh, be a hater. <laughs> you can create. Yeah, hey, don't be a hater. Be a creator. Hey, I just made that up. <laughs> hey, to trademark that. Ah, That's a done, done. It's a very op- op- uplifting uh, statement. It is. It is, Penn and Bray. I mean, and you're just scratching the surface of of where you learned all your yeah. music and how, how you got to be where you are right now so 10 years ago you come up with an album but before that you had to have been a working musician of some kind what were you doing were, were you in college working your way through doing music um well actually uh my i, I did the music degree first and then as a second degree i uh i became a i got my education degree so i was I was teaching um, grade one children. No kidding. And I was, He's a teacher uh, too. Yeah. Well, I, I was. That's uh, great. I, I did that for for five years. It was good. It yeah. was good. And it's uh, um, and so during that time, I, I would I'd be writing and uh, sort of in the evenings and whatnot, and uh, and uh, practicing and and trying to get music together to record, and then. All right, tell me for grade Finally, one, did you bring your guitar into the classroom? Uh, I was doing more piano stuff with that. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, actually, after um, school, I, I I did my teaching in Thailand, which what? was wonderful. That's great, and, too. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was uh, one of the best experiences of my life. Was, How did uh, you get to Thailand, spending- Ben and Bray? Well, you know, there's work there for that, oh. and um, it was uh, it was just uh, so such a culturally uh, stimulating experience. You know, it's a beautiful country and a beautiful culture, and uh, yeah, it was a really uh, good time in uh, in my life and, <laughs> and to to experience. No, five years in Thailand. You got to tell me more than that. It was a beautiful culture. No, no. What did you learn in Thailand, man? You teaching the the first grade kids and and were you teaching Um, them just English or you were teaching them every subject? Um, in this program, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was math and English and geography and music. And, um, um, yeah, it was, and then by the end of it, you know, you've you've learned to to, to speak, you know, somewhat and and read and write a little. I and, suspect that's uh, true. You, know, you just learn. Pardon me. I suspect that's true. You have to learn to how to read yeah. and write and <laughs> and, and well, speak you, a little you, Taiwanese. Or, no, it's just Thai. It's just Thai. Thai. And, oh, you, excuse me. Yeah, and then you know, sorry, and then you 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 know you get to you get closer to to the people. You know, you get to. You get to have better, you know, friendships and relationships and whatnot. You know, when you're you're obviously able to to speak fluent more fluently. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was great being there. I I, I it was uh, it was good because you you were in one way you were 
on vacation because, uh, you know, on your weekends you had your time off. Sure. And then you were earning a salary at the same time during the week. So you were getting kind of a two for one. And, um, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. That had to be such a wonderful experience. I mean, I, I, I yeah. like the, 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 you know, the Asia as a whole and then Taiwan yeah. uh, or Thailand uh, you know, yeah. in particular is just fantastic. It's just, that's beautiful. Okay. So you, you taught the kids and then, uh, how did you get out of that? Where, where did you go from there? Uh, well, after that, um, I came back to Vancouver, and uh, you know, I, I wanted to get uh, settled back in Canada. Okay. And an odd thing happened. Within about two months of coming back, uh, there was a job offer of, um, it sounds kind of dry, but it was, uh, it was writing curriculum okay. for textbooks. And I had to do, I did that in, in, in Thailand because um, um, I, I found some of the, the textbooks had some gaps in it. Mm. So I was, I was making a lot of stuff up at night and printing it up and bringing it the next day to school. So, um, so I answered this ad and it was a, uh, a Japanese owned company that were opening an office in Vancouver. Yes. And so, um, yeah, we were, I thankfully got the job and, a week before we were to start in Vancouver, the owner had a change of mind and wanted us to work out of Osaka in Japan. What? So, yeah, it was uh, right after uh, wanting to get settled uh, um, back in Canada. But the the, uh, uh, the salary was, was good, you know, mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, the so yen you did go. was very... Yeah, well, it was a good, it was a good salary, and the, also at that time the yen was very high. Wow, Penny Bray, you dollar. had just gotten home, and then you you're yeah. off to, you back off to the Asian continent, or <laughs> back off. I I couldn't get away from Asia. Yeah, so it was, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and then you know Japan is, yeah, in Japan there's a whole other education and. Uh, uh, so that was that's a job just lasted a couple of years. All right. So and, you speak uh, Thai. It was good. You speak Japanese. <laughs> uh, yeah, my I didn't have any room in my brain for Japanese after uh, <laughs> I tried, but I, I would. Um, I found that I was morphing my Japanese. By the end of the sentence, I'd be speaking Thai. Oh no! I just, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, did, I did try, but um, but how did it, they it, take it, that? Well. It, with confusion. Yes, I imagine <laughs> you know? so. I imagine um, so. <laughs> so. All right, yeah, so two uh, years in Japan, too, and writing textbooks. You know, and it's it's very impressive that you noticed there were gaps in the textbooks in Thai and Thailand, and you filled yeah. them in. How did you fill them in? I mean, was this pre-internet, or, or was this just as the internet was coming to be? It, yeah, the internet really was just in its infancy. I believe it. So it was a, yeah, you can remember what it was like. It was uh, quite sparse. It's, you know, it's hard to believe now how many billions of websites there are, but, you know, it was um, really uh, kind of primitive, you know, when you compare to, you know, the abundance of things now. So um, I was kind of imagining you with a stack of Encyclopedia Britannicas, uh, you know, in front of you trying to fill in gaps. 
Is that what happened, or, well, or did you find your no. information on the web? No, um, I mean, I, I, I used, I looked at, I used the textbooks, and then I sort of, uh, the kids were learning so fast; they were right. so quick. Um, uh, they needed something more was needed than. It, I guess it was just kind of a, a more advanced level, I guess, of the, <laughs> the textbooks or something a little more sof- sophisticated or developed, you know, and that, that uh, kind of helped push them along because they were, they were just wonderful, you know. They were just flying forward. and uh, um, Well, like you said, you know, when, you they're, when, they're th- when they're that young, they're little sponges, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they soak up that age. information. Yeah. For, yeah, definitely. So, um, and it was kind of creative work too, mm-hmm. like for myself, like to try to, it was kind of an outlet for, for making things up and, uh, yeah. um, you know, like with, with, with regards to making up worksheets and, yes. um, trying to present the information or the lesson creatively. Um, it, it was kind of fun and I, I've actually kept all of those old worksheets, like the originals that I've made, it's cool. kind of like a, yeah, like a little memento or something meaningful from that time very cool all right all right dose see i never know where these are gonna go man you you've come up with some <laughs> gems I, I had no idea thailand japan yeah. and you know you're a school teacher you're teaching the kids you're you got music in your yeah, background yeah. Uh, dad's mm-hmm. a, bi- a biologist to eat or, or what, what was he doing yeah yeah that's right biologist and, and yeah. what did your mom what did your mom do Oh, she was a, a teacher, but um, then when she had my sister and I, then, um, you know, it was that time when, you know, both parents didn't need to work two jobs. <laughs> you know, it was the uh, living conditions were a bit more. Oh, um, for sure. No, so no. I'm, and she, I'm, she, yeah, she stayed at home she, then? She was able to, to, uh, to raise my sister and I, which were quite a handful you know so no that's the hardest so we job were in the world i don't want it that's it the, is the hardest job yeah. in the world yeah you got to do everything <laughs> you got to be be everything yeah, you're on yes yeah. 24 hours a day now okay yeah, that's sure fantastic <laughs> so you so you got your your teaching and your 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 uh th- that from from mom and and she probably instilled a lot of values in you as well and then you got your smarts from dad too gosh you know there there's a well, Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say I don't think I'm as uh, smart as them, but uh, <laughs> sometimes if I, if I have a, uh, I just uh, it's just it's it's nice if you, you know, the as you know, the great thing with music is, you know, if you have um, an emotional outlet, sure. whether that's happiness, sadness, heartbreak, you know, um, triumph, you know, anger, whatever, you know, that that's that's there for you. So, um, that's sort of the, the, the biggest thing that I have gotten or, uh, latched onto through music or that. That's what I love about it. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a much more, uh, productive way, you know, turning up the guitar loud and coming up with, uh, with a riff than, you know, punching a hole in the wall <laughs> or, or doing something, uh, not beneficial for yourself, you know? 
right channel that emotion elsewhere so we got a little background on you pen and bray uh, a little a little mm-hmm. more uh of where you came from uh, and 10 years yeah. ago you you did your first album what was the first song you wrote well the first song i wrote was um it was called anyways mm-hmm. and um um yeah, um, my, my my first three albums were all written on the piano and then orchestrated uh, differently, whether with lead guitar or piano as a lead. And um, um, yeah, going into the studio for that first time yeah. was just uh, absolutely wonderful. It's such a unique atmosphere, you know. And going you, into the were studio, you already we in Van- Vancouver by then. Well, it was quite interesting, actually. At that point, I was living on the east coast of Canada, okay, in a tiny province called Prince Edward Island, okay, which is probably similar in a way. I'm not that educated on Rhode Island, but I think it's something similar, and that's a really small state or province, okay. And um, uh, actually, there was a music producer on that uh, small island of only a hundred and 30,000 some odd people mm-hmm. who work as an engineer on Keith Richards' first solo album. Back to Keith Richards. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I mean, what are the, I mean, what are the odds I would meet anyone <laughs> that would have any association with him, you know, let alone this tiny spot. And yeah. uh, so he had a 200 year old farmhouse that he converted into a music studio. Come now. And um, yeah, we recorded those live, meaning um, I worked with local musicians there on the island and, uh, I was just living there temporarily and, um, it was pretty exciting. We, we recorded the songs, I guess it's kind of traditional or old style, like all together, um, drums, guitar, you know, bass, yeah, uh, keyboards, um, as opposed to each instrument separately. And it was pretty exciting. Um, uh, just the buzz you know, when you did a good take and then, you know, after we record, I recorded the, the vocals separately. So the first, our, our first three albums are, um, recorded there in PEI, Prince Edward Island. And then the fourth, when I, uh, moved back out to Vancouver, um, I recorded at, at Blue Light Studio, which is a great studio in Vancouver. And, uh, I, I've been working there ever since recording, recording my stuff there. Oh, uh, okay. So you have one place that you've been doing the other album. So that first place on yeah. Prince Edward Island, that's where you recorded your first album? Yeah, my first three albums were recorded first there. three, okay. Um, yeah, I recorded those in the period of, of a year and a half. So it was quite tight, the timeline. Yeah. And they're small albums relatively in that they each have seven songs. And okay. I was learning quite a bit. And um, so... Um, uh, and then when I moved out back to Vancouver, I, I, I spent some more time writing and I felt I, I, I learned a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also met, um, um, the musician I mentioned, uh, Eric Alexandrakis, yes. who served as a mentor to me. And, um, so I've learned a lot from, uh, from him and, um, and uh, so with this um, this fourth, fifth, and sixth album, uh, I kind of view them as, as kind of a, 
uh, a graduation, so to speak, from uh, uh, from my first uh, three albums. Um, I was just uh, uh, recording uh, um, uh, just just at a, a better level. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just doing things. Um, long story short, more professionally and just um, uh, at a better standard you know, than I was before. And, uh, you know, I, I owe a lot of that to Eric, you know, in his, uh, his mentorship. Yeah, uh, I knew his name sounded so. familiar. I'm from Miami. He's from Coral Gables. Are you serious? Yeah. Are yeah. You, I was born and raised holy. in Miami. So, and I did a lot of radio he down is. in Miami. Wow. Yeah. That is unbelievable. So we, we probably crossed paths at one time or another. Uh, yes. If, if, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> it is. So, yeah, this planet is tiny. You think it's big, but it's mm-hmm. tiny, and especially with the Internet. It's gotten smaller and smaller. <laughs> you can work with people all over the world and, and hardly even you don't have to, you know, have, have shaken hands with them. You can talk to them on the phone or or catch them on the Internet, which is great. Pen and Bray, man, I'm I'm learning a lot about the music side of you, and uh, we haven't really even scratched the surface on the on the film side of you. Uh, so you made this is your you said your fifth album, six. Um, the the astronaut is is uh, soundtrack is my fourth album, fourth album, and then on September, yeah, on September six, um, we're releasing. Um, uh, our fifth album, which is a series of um, of remixes oh. of songs from the astronaut. Now that might seem sound like kind of like an easy way out, you know, when you when you say when you hear remixes, or I used to think that because you know you you take you know the song's already done and then you remix it. But um, uh, Eric and producer uh, Kirk Kelsey. Right. They really um, these the songs are almost unrecognizable. Okay. Um, the way they they've changed them, and I, yeah, I'm gonna I'd like to send you you know send you the album that the, the uh, he they created a a really heavy heavily 1980s um, mix of of Strut a song called Strut that's on the Astronaut album that I did that uh, it's um yeah it's it, they they did a really um, masterful job um of the mix and uh yeah that's yeah, what you I can do with the remix to, you, to sharing sharing it with you did you lay down new tracks uh just the the same vocals um do, do you know what they they completely remixed yes everything yes uh, i i was uh kirk and eric uh they're at a level where <laughs> yeah i just uh i I stay out of the picture with these with these remixes, and they send me things that I couldn't have imagined. So no, it's um, amazing what you can do with a with a good producer. I know in Miami, I you know working on the radio, I I had a lot of people that I worked with that were producers, and there were there were some that were would just consider themselves remixers. All they do is remix, uh, and and you can turn one song into a completely different song that would fit mm-hmm. on a soundtrack better. You know, so mm-hmm. say yeah, you yeah. you had this song that the words were just oh, this is perfect. It, it creates this feeling, but the the sound yeah. of the song is just not right for the film. So you remix it and you make it right, and, and you maybe use yeah, the same words. Yeah. Is that what you're doing? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, um, I'm trying to. It's hard to describe what they, how they, because I don't quite know how they did it. But like, um, even some of the vocal lines, they, they've, um, whereas the original songs are are quite rock and roll and straight ahead. Right. You know, they, there's been some effects put on the vocals, um, and um, there's um. Kind of like a um, more club style music, which yeah, I'm not. They put a little more electronic really, to it. Definitely, and that, that's something I'm not. Um, I don't have much background in, or, or I'm versed in. So no, you're um, a rocker, <laughs> Pen and Bray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so know, it, you it, got the guitar and the and the keyboard. I mean, then the piano and and the harmonica. And you're you're straight up musician, man. But these guys, you know, are, are putting a little electronic twist on it. Hey, maybe it'll get a, a broader audience. You know, maybe the kids will dig it a little bit better, you know, possibly. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think so, too. So, um, so that, uh, yeah, that's going to be coming out September 6th. And then this uh, next film is called Two Below Zero. Yes. And uh, that that's the album that'll have all, just it's all guitar orientated. It's sort of the first album that I've done that doesn't have any keyboards at all. And it's... Uh, straight guitar and i'm i can't wait okay so tell me about the films okay we've gone through the music yeah i think we pretty much covered it i think you you know the people know that pen and bray is a great musician (laughs) and he could put together some music uh, you know know, with in 10 years you've learned something about about putting music together now how did you get into the film when did that start well that started um five years ago and uh, I did a music video where I got an actual, not an actual astronaut suit, but a, <laughs> a reproduction, a reproduction of an astronaut suit. Not, not one of those uh, cheap ones you, you know, you get. Like, it was a really good reproduction, and we, cool. I've always been fascinated with the space race, and you can remember what that was like as a kid growing up, and you know, you get all these books from the Apollo moon landings, there's lots of picture books out and things like that. Yes. You know, it was great for the imagination. And so in this music video, um, we actually, I, I was able to license footage from the Apollo 17, the last moon landing. The last moon uh, mission, yes. Which we worked into the uh, album. I'm sorry, which we, um, worked into the music video. And, um, so I was doing a, an album cover here in Vancouver, wearing that astronaut suit, and uh, the photographer he gave me the, the the premise of the album cover was I was going to stand beneath a moon, full moon, and look up at it as though I wanted to get to the moon. And the photographer suggested that I, you know, how about you hold a rickety old ladder, you know, so that that looks like that's your only means of transportation. Like you, you're, you don't have the technology or, or, or whatever to, you know, to get to the moon. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I thought that was a brilliant idea by, by Dan Jackson, the photographer. And then later it hit me. Um, well, what if someone wanted to go to the moon, but was unable to, yeah. And um, then that's the premise of the astronauts, N-O-T, you know, came up. And 
I already had the music recorded for um, this album cover. Excellent. And uh, that I was doing with the astronaut picture. And then uh, I was trying to think of a way to promote it. And we had done a lot of music videos by this point, 20 music videos all together. And it just seemed kind of, um, I don't know, like a, just kind of repetitive by, by then. And just so... I just, uh, that premise of someone wanting to be an astronaut but being unable to, it, it kind of developed and I spawned this idea for a story. Yeah. And then the music was going to serve as a soundtrack for that. So, so and then worked away at the, the screenplay. And uh, Did you write the screenplay? Um, yeah, I, I wrote the screenplay and then uh, I, I, I worked with um, a director in Bend, Oregon, Tim Cash. Yes, far from okay. our films. I did see that name yeah, we, come up. Yeah, we we we've done uh, a lot of music videos before. Okay, and I've always loved Tim's ability of storytelling. And he's a good musician too, and and behind the camera, he has a real knack for uh, for coming up with home run ideas. Um, if you're at a fork in the road, he seems to make a. Uh, the the right suggestion, <laughs> okay. you know, and so, so I presented him with the, um, the the screenplay, and um, you know, he 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 read it, and and then we you know we went through a lot of revisions. You know, I got his advice and suggestions with it, and um, we just kept honing it and honing it, and and then yeah, we we filmed that, and that takes place in the sixties, and. Actually, the film opens in 1941, and it closes in 69. So where did story. you film this? All in, in Central Oregon. Central, Central Oregon. Oregon is a wonderful place yeah. to film. Yeah, There's I've never been to Bend. I, I tried to get to Bend, but I, 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 knew, yeah. I knew somebody there, and I was in Vegas, yeah. and I was going to head up there, but I just couldn't. <laughs> but I've heard it's really yeah. nice. It is, yeah. It's... um. It's a really unique spot, and um, um, yeah, there's a lot of different landscapes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very creative town, also. Um, I find there's a lot of artistic and creative people in in Bend and Central Oregon, and so yeah, so we we filmed that, and um, that then we've had that on the, the film festival circuit, and it's shortly going to complete its run in the film festival circuit and you know some we got in and some we didn't and uh but it was a it was a good experience and the but did um, i did i see that it's won some awards or some accolations of some kind yeah yeah we we got into um over 100 film festivals so that oh, was great that was amazing so the, the 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 big ones um you know we we you know like the big super bowl ones like uh Sundance in Toronto and whatnot. Uh, you know, we 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 couldn't get in, and uh, oh, it's, heartbreak. It's, uh, it's tough, but uh, you know, it's that's the way it goes, and got to try. And why try again, why do you so. take films to these film festivals to try to get them bought or, or distributed? <laughs> well, that's a good question, and I was asking myself that along the way. I mean, it, was our, it was our first experience doing this, and and. Um, my, my dream, sort of with the astronaut, because I kind of believe in the story, was having it 
done on a bigger scale production because our we we uh, I, I self financed this and so it was oh my goodness limited finances it was limited finances and we had a small team Dan I mean we had sometimes there was just two of us on the set yeah three of us and you know the act we had no one to you know we would move around our our own sand, lights and sandbags we would act and then we would try to con- just move somewhat cautiously so not to get too flushed or too sweaty right you know and shoot shoot the same scene from a different angle right so it was this the um there was a lot of passion in it and it was kind of true independent filmmaking um well you say that you haven't you haven't had any any experience in in doing a film yourself but i'm guessing tim cash he must have gone to film school or or he has some experience in this mm, with the music videos of course no well no tim tim's quite remarkable he's self-taught amazing and uh completely self-taught he's from the jack jacksonville area originally okay florida and and um um but um yeah we had some highlights you know we 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 got into the Bend Oregon Festival and we had a a couple of hundred people in the in the theater there and uh what they um, think yeah we got into you know we got into a few festivals and and the the uh, the soundtrack got some a couple of nods and uh, yeah yeah what's the feedback yeah it was it was it was a satisfying experience so we're we've um yeah, with the astronaut, we we've, we've been um, approached with a um, distributing it online. So we're just in the other film festivals, and uh, then we hope to, you know, have it up on um, uh, on Amazon and whatnot for for rental. Please. Um, so um, yeah, so it's. Uh, so how long did it take uh, to, and- to film this? To film the astronaut. Yeah, well, that that was twenty nine days. Twenty nine days. A, yeah, it was a seventy two minute long film, and and uh, we were all doing it for the first time, you know. And, yes. Uh, so we were we did twenty days and straight, and then mentally and you know we were exhausted. I and, believe uh, it. <laughs> physically, I believe it. <laughs> So we, we I, I, had I couldn't to, imagine, uh, and 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 out there in Bend, Oregon, and it it, it looks like a pretty. De- I mean, it's a pretty place, but it looks uh, kind of deserted. Uh, what was the <laughs> what was the living situation like? Do you have trailers, or were you able to stay in in a home of, of some kind? Oh, we we you know at the end of each night, you know, we we go back to our home, or I stayed in like a, you know, a budget motel or something. And, oh uh, my! <laughs> um, but um. Yeah, it was. Um, and you paid you know, for this all yourself. I did, yeah. You, Whether you, that was. Are, uh, are, are you rich? A are, foolish what, decision or not? Yeah, <laughs> you're not supposed to finance your own films, man. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, you know. The, the, On a the, teacher's salary. The no budget. Less. The budget. Yeah, the, the budget was, you know, was. was was not six figures or anything, you know, right. like that at all. Um, so we we all wanted to do it. So I think we all sacrificed a little bit. Yeah. And um, but um, you know, if you, uh, I, I don't have 
uh, any uh, dependents, no. so to speak. Oh, okay. Right now, with, with, you're, you're with, not at a, this point with children or anything. So not uh, a married man or I, no kids. That's that's correct. So uh, I could I do foolish things like this. And, uh, <laughs> you're allowed to do them because yes nobody's depending on you this is great it okay. fills it fills the hole dan it fills the gap it fills the the, the uh the hole so um filling the gap somewhat um, like you were filling the textbook gaps earlier in the story that's right <laughs> that's right so oh. um yeah so the, the second film uh two below zero is a bit shorter it's uh, turned out to be 46 minutes oh my goodness we're just finishing finishing editing it, editing it and um tim and i wanted to shoot in the snow um yes you know uh, winter films are are a bit different uh it's a, it's not as common and uh they offer different different uh visuals obviously yes. and um we filmed it just so happens uh that when we filmed um in march of this year at um, Central Oregon, our bend had the, the largest snowfall in 102 years. <laughs> and you're back to it Bend, got, Oregon. <laughs> okay. Is, yeah, it, Tim it, Cash it, is, is living there now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so that um, makes sense. That makes sense. It's, um, you know, I, coming, I, I, I was naive and ignorant <laughs> um, coming from Canada that uh, it could be uh, so cold and so much snow could fall in Oregon. You know, it was a nine-hour drive from me, so I naively thought, well, it can't be that bad. Well, it, it can't be it that was bad. unbelievable. <laughs> it, it was, it, I, I haven't seen something like that since, you know, my, my childhood. Like, it, it was one of those once-in-a-century snowstorms that it was great for filming in, though. Okay, and but, but me living is, here in the in the states, in the southern states, for sure. that matter, in Arkansas, right. uh, I, I imagine right. that that uh, Canada is always snowing. It's always Arctic up there. I, I, am I not? Well, am I not correct? Well, in Vancouver, and I, I wasn't really aware of this either growing up uh, in, when I was growing up in Toronto. Vancouver, so um, you know, it's on the ocean, so it, it um, it's very much like Seattle weather, and that. You know they, you know they might get snowfall occasionally, but um, um, it's also not unheard of to um, maybe only get one or two days of snow, and oh. then it's gone. So, having lived in here on the west coast for so long now that y- you forget what real winter's like. <laughs> okay. I mean, it gets cold. It gets cold, of course, but but that 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 what was going on in in central Oregon was a a whole other ball game it was just incomparable. Wow. Um, but it was, uh, it was, um, yeah, like I said, it was great, great for filming. Great for filming. You know, you could do all this on the <laughs> soundstage with a guy uh, throwing confetti at you, right? <laughs> you know, it, confetti oh, looks no, almost like snow. So. No? <laughs> That'd be, uh, you, you spend a lot of money on confetti, I think. You need a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think you um, did it right. I mean, it, you suffered a little bit, but you uh, you may have done it right. Now, all right. So 70, 70 minute film and a forty six minute film. Those are kind of those are short films. What can you do with a short film? How do you sell those? How do you how do you make your money back on those? Well, Dan, I 
got to admit, or maybe you picked up on this on our phone call, I, I'm not the sharpest businessman <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I, when you when you talk when you you know mention about the, the pragmatic and the and the necessity of making money back, um, sure. I I I I'm uh, I admit to not being um, sharp in that regard. Hey, sometimes the creator's uh, got to create, and it looks like you've created. Yeah. You, you, you're dipping your I, toes I, in it. Yeah, I, I guess um, um, music is is uh, sort of the main, uh, my main thing. So I, sure. I'm, we're, we're, re- we're rehearsing right now, the, like the soundtrack, you know, like a, a, a set list, um, you know, of, of this upcoming soundtrack. Yeah. So we're 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 rehearsing weekly in town. So that's sort of what I'm, I guess, from the um, necessity of of uh, feeding myself and whatnot. That's uh, sure. Now, are, are that, you a touring I, musician? Do you do you go around and uh, to bars and and clubs and and do your thing, or is that not what you do? I I, I was doing that, and then okay. with the, with the filmmaking, I, I dedicated uh, the last couple of years. Uh, three four years actually to to doing the film and recording the albums and um, promotion of the albums and then um, but but now yeah I, I'd like to um, I, I need to refocus on uh, on live performance yeah it's good to be an artist but you know you don't want to be a starving artist <laughs> no 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 yeah of course yeah you get to a point where uh, yeah definitely okay okay <laughs> You get, right. to, you get to a point where it's, uh, yeah, where reality sets in. So, <laughs> so good. I mean, do you have any gigs uh, lined up coming up? Well, we're still we're still in the midst of of uh, the rehearsing. Oh, good. So we're probably still uh, a couple of months off. Okay. Um, before we feel really good about going up for an hour and uh, doing something. So you, you put a band so. together with uh, some fellows from Vancouver. Yeah, well, um, um, people I've recorded, you know, that that played on the album. Okay. Um, you know, that we recorded with and whatnot. Um, but you say they were in yeah. L.A. Uh, a couple of them. Uh, are they coming? Oh uh, well, well, this this uh, on this up- upcoming album on this sixth oh, album. Gotcha. Um, uh, it's all done locally here. Very um, good. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're we're. Uh, we're working towards right now so you got a you got the band together you, you're you're practicing hard and hopefully you'll be touring yep. uh you'll, you'll be out in the clubs uh by end of the I year i like to say i were yeah da, yeah i i'm i'm setting a goal for december to uh good to uh get out and, and doing some gigs again hey it's a christmas wish it's a christmas miracle <laughs> yes it will be <laughs> that's right well, that's great, Penn and Bray. So you you've got this movie to put together, uh, two uh, two below zero, two below zero, two yeah, below yeah. zero. How, how did that come to, uh, come about? Uh, uh, I know that you wanted well, to do it in snow, um, but yeah, yeah. Th- now, well, a quick a quick please quick uh, synopsis of the film is uh, is there's a um, the year's nineteen seventy nine, yes, and there's a uh, uh, you know, at the time, 
you know, the novel, the written novel was something, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, what did, what does someone have to say? You know, what did they write? Um, so the story is about, uh, an author, a writer who's trying to write the great American novel, mm-hmm. but he's, he's, he's typing incessantly and his wife leaves him at the altar. Ooh. So he sort of has a, a bit of a breakdown and he doesn't want to accept the fact that she's, she's left him. So some switch has flipped in his mind and he, he creates a, a mannequin in her likeness oh. and they, they move out to the hinterland. Um, he has a trailer that he drops in the middle of nowhere in this snowy landscape. And, um, there's three bullies um, in this small town where they moved to, and they're sort of like these these alpha uh, Amazonian female bullies. Okay. And they become they become jealous of his relationship with yeah. the mannequin. Now, there, of course, there's no like relationship with the mannequin. She is always outside of the trailer. Um, and one of the, 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 the lead of these, of these bullies, um, uh, has a, develops a, an attraction towards the author. So, and they're inquisitive about what's, what, what is he doing out there and, uh, in the middle of nowhere and there's this, this trailer. And, uh, so they do some spy missions on him and eventually they confront and there's a, they confront him and the mannequin with a, a massive slingshot and snowballs, oh. and uh, uh, there's an attack made. So it's um, it's kind of a dark. It's a dark comedy. Okay, um, I'm, I'm, I'm and, sensing uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's basically about this guy who has sort of lost it. Fastens a mannequin, fastens a mannequin in his ex-fiancee's likeness. Right. And these three three alpha females develop a jealousy towards his relationship with that mannequin. Well, your 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 poster looks uh, amazing. It it kind of <laughs> reminded me of uh, what was that Step Brothers movie with uh, Will Ferrell <laughs> and uh, John C. Riley. Kind of kind of give right, me that same right. feeling when you, you with your with your get up there, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I'm it does kind have of excited. That's the John C. Riley perm there, doesn't it? That is it. That's the John C. Riley perm that you got on your head there, <laughs> Penn and Bray. So, uh, did you did you take any acting classes at all? No, I didn't take any <laughs> any classes. Self taught, man. <laughs> Self taught. Hey, some of the best well, actors I, I I've heard that that they haven't that they they just went to Hollywood and or or went to wherever they were making they can make a film and and just did it. And that's what you've done, Penn and Bray. I'm excited to see both of these films. Well, I look forward to sending you uh, the link to both. And you know, when I get uh, when I get some things organized here, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to send you that. I really appreciate you. Oh, you're a superstar. You, um, yeah, if you take the time and check it out, that's right. kind of you. Thanks. Certainly will. I'm 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 a fan of movies, and uh, yes, <laughs> and I'm a fan of movie makers. And, and you're a creator, man. So, uh, yes, what do we say? Uh, don't be a hater. Be a creator. <laughs> That's right. 
Pay. How about yourself, Dan? Do you do, do, you do uh, any writing or, or things like that? You know, mostly I, I, I learn from people. Uh, you know, I did go to school. <laughs> I was a firefighter for a while. I, I, I've been a, a, mm-hmm. a music DJ since 86, you know, when I graduated mm-hmm. high school. And here I am 50 years old, and I still get to play at parties two or three times a week. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. And, and, and I started this podcast so I can chat with people and pick brains. And that's what I'm doing, uh-huh. Pen and Bray. Well, that's great. I mean, if your, your Instagram page is great. I mean, it looks like it, it looks like you're having you're you're having a blast, and you're I do. You're getting around a I lot have of a places. Lot of fun. I have a lot of fun, and yes, I've gotten to talk to people all over the world, and here I am talking to Penn and Bray in Canada, Vancouver, right now. <laughs> uh, you know, and and you've been all over the world uh, teaching kids. Oh my gosh! The, when you came up with the, really Thailand, uh, really Japan, you had just gotten home. Uh, that's the, the, that's really the, <laughs> the craziest story, the cra- craziest part of the story to me. And then you know, yes, you're a musician. You're very talented. You've come up with some albums. You got sixty songs produced in your pocket. I mean, that makes for uh, shoot uh, fifteen songs an hour. You could do a four-hour concert easy, uh, you know, with sixty songs, no problem. Uh, so. Yeah, I think our set list. I think our set list. We're we're at about that right now. Oh my so, goodness. Um, I mean, you're yeah, you're yeah, in Bruce Springsteen era. Uh, when I went and saw him back in '84 in at the Orange Bowl in Miami, he did three and a half yeah. hours. He collapsed. Yeah. Uh, Clar- yeah. Clarence Clemens, rest in peace. He yeah. picked yeah. him picked him up, took him backstage for about 15 minutes, came out. He did 45 more minutes. <laughs> so, wow. So yes, uh, you know, 60 songs. You could do a four hour show, but uh, would you <laughs> want to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know he's famous for that. I, I saw him in Vancouver too, and it was a three and a half hour concert. Oh my goodness! And um, yeah, you can't say you don't get your money's worth with. Uh, oh, you do at a Bruce Springsteen show. Oh, you do. <laughs> uh, him and and uh, Elton John that you mentioned before, and Billy Joel, uh, the greats, mm-hmm. and 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 still great. I know they're getting up there in years, and they're going to need some talent like you coming in. And uh, doing your thing, and, and my goodness, uh, you know the Stones. Uh, are they ever going to quit? Are, are they ever going to stop? Because they're. I think yeah, they did their last right tour. They did their last tour like twenty years ago, and they're still going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're they're playing right now yes. as we speak. But yes, they are. <laughs> All right, Ben and Bray. Any other avenues you want to tell the people? Oh yeah, how how do they get a hold of you? What's the the best way to get a hold of Ben and Bray? Oh, thanks. Well, it's at, um, my website is just, uh, penandbray.com and that's, uh, P-E-N-N-A-N-B-R-A-E.com. And, um, I'm on Instagram at that handle, uh, Facebook and, um, uh, Twitter also. So, um, and then the, the astronaut.com, um, uh, T-H-E-A-S-T-R-O-N-O-T. And then our new film is two below zero, just the number two below, and then then the number zero um, dot com. Yep. Well, I I have your your dot com up, and at the bottom, uh, it has all your links to Facebook and Instagram and all your social media right down at the bottom. Um, there, there was one thing, oh, kind of stuck in my head, and I just lost it. I was going to ask about something, but uh, no, I mean. 
I've learned a lot about you, Penn and Bray. I, I want to see these films, uh, and I'm list. I, I think my theme uh, for for my show is going to be play, I'm I'm going to be playing a lot of Penn and Bray songs tomorrow. I have a, a a karaoke show at a barbecue place in Russellville, Arkansas. So I'm going to slip in a few wow. of your songs. Uh, your uh, I play music videos between karaoke songs, so I'm going to slip in a few of your songs, and and people are going to go, "Who is that?" <laughs> And I'm gonna let wow, it that'd be a, wow, that'd be a real honor. Thanks, man. That's really, really thoughtful of you. No, the honor is mine. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. No, the honor <laughs> is certainly mine. Uh, but, uh, wow. you know, I'll definitely put the, all the links to your social media and your website in the show notes to let the people know how to find you. And, uh, yeah, oh, I, I also run this radio station, RadioWhat.com. So if if yeah. uh, I can get a hold of your your record, I'd be happy to play it on radiowhat.com. Oh, well, well, thanks a lot. I'm going to, I'm going to get, uh, get one to you for sure. Hooray, Penn and Bray. Hooray. Any last <laughs> words for the people? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I, I just, um, just want to say thanks a lot, uh, Dan, for, for, for your time and for, um, yeah, how, how kind and generous you've been with, uh, you know, uh, give me the chance to speak with you and, and providing this, this opportunity to share about my, my music and the film. You know, it means everything in the world to, uh, to musicians and, and artists, uh, um, this type of thing. So, uh, that's, it's, um, extremely, uh, charitable and, and, and generous of you to, to provide this, uh, uh, this opportunity. So thank you. Pen and Bray, people want to be heard, and I want to hear you. And I and thank you so much for spending your time with me for a little bit. Uh, oh, th- there was one thing I I wanted a, a good picture of you that I could use, and I I had I saw one where you're standing up in front of your guitar. I think that's the one I'm going to use for the cover for this uh, for this podcast. Uh, I think that's a very right. good picture of you, but I think it's from 2013. At least that's what it says on the uh, on the post. <laughs> I, I, okay. need a, I need a fresher picture of you uh, or, or is that okay i got one from last i got one from last year i'll send hey all right go all ahead right. and uh, go ahead and send that to me in the in the old uh i, I think i added you as a friend on facebook hopefully you'll oh, you'll, ex- you'll accept my friend friend request and we'll be friends <laughs> and it'll be official then <laughs> all right ben and bray we'll chit chat a little bit later thank you so much for spending your time on the what makes you famous yeah. podcast likewise thanks dan bye-bye thank you there you have it party people pen and bray man this guy he's awesome it was so good chatting with him i never know where he's gonna go he you know he says oh yeah i'm a musician and a filmmaker okay yeah but back up he teaches children or at least he taught children uh, you know in thailand uh, you know it was like Oh, he teaches children. Okay, and then I'm expecting, oh, he probably teaches at a school somewhere in Canada. Nope, he went to Thailand to go teach first graders. Wonderful, teaching them English and math and all the subjects that they need to to get themselves started in life. Yes, and then he comes back to Vancouver. He says, whew, I'm home. Oh, you want me to go to Japan and write textbooks? All right, I'll go. All the while, he's writing songs. He's thinking about these movies. Now, 
the movie uh, thing has only been in the last five years, but still, that's five years of someone's life dedicated to making movies. The man's a creator. That's Penn and Bray. And, you know, uh, he started molding children's minds, and now he's going even further. When when he makes music, you know, people take a listen. It's pretty cool. You know, it's a little throwback. Got the guitar, got the drums, harmonica, hello, you know. And he's got the influences from the 50s and 60s and the 70s. And you can tell, and the 80s. And, and uh, yeah. Maybe there hasn't been great music since 90, uh, perhaps. Uh, but but then, I'm, then again, I'm biased. I told you, class of 86 rules. I, I'm a child that uh, of the 80s. Uh, you know, uh, uh, yes, my, my mom and my stepdad, they both uh, put a little 70s, a little 60s in my head as well, handed me some 8-track some tapes and 45s that they had lying around. So, Yes, I listened to a little bit of that. Some early BGs from the sixties. Uh, got got to get a message to you. Oh, I. That was a forty-five that I had, and that's the Eagles' greatest hits and on on eight track and ah, oh, Pen and Bray, you've inspired me. You 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 got me thinking about all the the early days when uh, when I, before I was a a DJ, you know, before I was really coming into my own making a making a couple bucks doing doing what i i like to do entertaining the people you know and it's the good feeling that you get and i know you get it too pen and bray you get it when you're in front of an audience uh, and and when you were at these film festivals showing out your your film you, you know you had some good feedback and that's got to feel so good here i created something do you like it and if the answer is yes from even just a few people, hey, I made somebody happy. That's great. Pen and Bray, you're making people happy and you're uh you you're going to you're going to go far, man. You got you're a creator. So yes, uh don't be a hater, be a creator. <laughs> Pen and Bray, thank you so much for being on the program. What makes you famous? If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you. Give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at RadioWhat.com. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. The only guy without a beard in ZZ Top's surname last name is beard do you have a fast fact share it with us at interactive radio radio what.com follow keys dan on facebook and twitter click on the links at the top of keysdan.com follow radio what on facebook and twitter click on the links at the top of radio what.com the music you want is on <laughs>